I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me, old buddy. Ryan pick up what's going on Buddy. Oh, it's been a it's been a great day. The sun's out. The sun is shining. Sun's and, out, Conzo. Uh, I scored five touchdowns today. I know we, I always talk about football and you always say, Tell me something else going on mm. in your life, but I've got to bring that up. Five touchdowns. That's pretty ridiculous. So pretty big day for me. Uh were you playing against opposition saying. or were you just standing in the end zone catching yeah, practice Yeah, we were passes? playing against the Swindon Storm. Um so you know, uh, uh, Drake's even been in touch. Right. I don't I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Drake's music. I think you might be. When I get emotional, I want to cry in the shower. I sometimes get into the shower in my <laughs> clothing and turn it Ooh. down to extra cold and listen to I don't want dance, you know, or something like that. Okay, well, um, I think he's got a track called For Free. Okay. You know that one? I think so, yeah. No. no. Well, basically, he said he's going to change the words, so we can call it. Um, these these hands so good, I shouldn't have to catch for free. Right. Do you know what I mean? The Ryan Peacock the, remix? Yeah, so he's been in touch. That's been good. And then, basically, I was sat down with some friends as well, and we were discussing that what would it be like in Wembley games, which uh, sort of goes quite nicely onto something we may talk about later, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be nice if at Wembley games we got out some good old-fashioned England soccer chants, but we related them to the NFL? Any in mind? Do you want me to give you one? Yeah, because I'm what? Irish and we don't do soccer chants. Okay, you're going to have to bleep this, okay? Right, so on. I'm going to sing it in its entirety, but right. you will have to bleep this. Finger over the buzzer. Okay. Right, okay, so you ready? Yep. My old man said, be a Lions fan. I said, fuck off, fuck, you're a That's a lot of beeping. That's a lot of beeping. I had my, I beeped one. You just need to beep. Yeah, just beep out the whole second half, basically. But, you know, we were thinking along them lines. So if anybody's got any out there and want to tweet some suggestions in, then I think that'd be decent. I I won't lie. Uh, There's going to be some retrospective beeping there because I didn't catch all of them. I was expecting one. But is that actually, do they chant that at a stadium? Or is that just lions put in? <laughs> is that in front of small children? If I bring one of my son over, is that going to happen in front of his face? Uh, probably. Is it a West Ham thing? No. <laughs> they just associate that. It's, it's, I heard it once. It was probably Tottenham <laughs> They're always once. terrible. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, you had. it sounds like you had a lot of fun. Um, and guess what I was doing the weekend? Go on, tell me. I was shopping for a double buggy. Ooh, that sounds like there's some news. Yeah, there is some news. It's uh, time for a little baby Packer primetime. There's uh, another Packer primetime's on the way. Number two. Number two. Is it boy or girl? We don't know yet. It's early doors. But we're going to find out in a few weeks because, well... Are you going to do the finding out thing? Maybe we'll find out. Because look at... We didn't find out on the first one. Now, I I understand when people are listening to this, it's probably 90% male. And they're probably saying, (laughs) we don't care, Steve. Basically, we want to hear about the five touchdowns and Ryan's peer review. We do not want to hear about baby stuff. But maybe there's some daddies out there. And maybe you can give me some advice on whether you found out or didn't find out. Now, we didn't find out on the first one. And it was the most disorientating experience. Because, let me just lay it all out there. So we had a posh delivery, right? We had a um, 
C-section. Only because the baby was breached. Not because I had a designer baby, right? So I had to deal with the fact that they were sawing open my partner into like a magic show <laughs> and lifting out a rabbit from a hat, which turned out to be my son. And oh. I didn't know the sex of the baby. So that, like, you know, it's weird. It's they hold up a baby and you instantly have to look for its willy. It's a very strange experience. So I don't want to have that again. I don't, like, it's just, it's disorientating enough. It's like Paul Daniels came in to do the delivery. David Blaine okay. came in to deliver the baby. So anyway, we're thinking of finding out, but I went to look for these double buggies. Jesus Christ. We look at a Rolls Royce of buggies. These babies are going to be rolling like daddy. This is prime time stuff. I can talk got, about like, the features, but I think I'm alienating most of our listeners. Are they got sort of diamond encrusted wheels and stuff or what? No, it's, you know what? It's kind of a leather handle. It feels nice to the touch. That's crazy. Let, let me ask you a simple question here. If it's a girl, what name are we thinking? I don't know. You see, Joan's half Dutch, so we're going something kind of Dutchy. So we're thinking maybe Mia, because she had an auntie called Mia. Even Mia, though that's not that's, particularly Dutch, but it kind of sounds. Yeah. See, I'd relate that to some sort of like Far East type name. Really? Yeah, it sounds a bit Chinesey or Japanesey, doesn't it? I think it's a nice name. It's a nice name. But I tell you what, I'm not though, saying it's a bad name. I just didn't realize it was a Dutch name. You see, my problem was, is when we were picking names before, she copped on fairly early because I just had the Packers roster open and I was going down through the players. I honestly wanted to call my firstborn Clay, but you wouldn't let well, me. Well, yeah, you could. Or if it's if it's a boy, for example. I mean, I know you're a massive fan of the guy. Uh, Jake, obviously, I'd use his second name. Pretty cool name, Jake Ryan. So, mm. you know, you could go with that. That's just an idea. But I was thinking kind of something weird like Jordy. Like, for instance, I wanted to call my kid Arigo. And she was like, what in the flying shite is that? Is that something Mexican? It's, I think it's Italian. You know, I like your man Arrigo Sachi. I like it, but she's she's going to get bullied. Is. You don't? Did, like, the Italian like, coach who got threatened and nearly killed? No. No. I think we're maybe going off topic. But anyway, like did, should we talk? Pa- Do you know what? And if anyone <laughs> notices that we're stalling, Rhino, it's kind of because the Packers knew there's nothing up, to buddy. talk about. <laughs> hey, we've got plenty. All right, don't we've... turn off. Don't turn off. We will make it last. Don't turn off. That's really bad. I shouldn't have said that. That's People probably said. just instantly went, oh, there's nothing to talk about. Oh, I'll cool. turn it off. Yeah, click. Okay. No, we've, we've got loads to talk about. Um, One of them, actually, do you know what? We might as well start off with something that really gets your goat and... If people have been listening diligently to the podcast in previous months, well, then they're going to know that there's one guy who just severely pisses you off. And he came in for a Packers visit and I was dying to know what you thought about it. And I can't repeat what you sent me back because it's expletive laden. Um, Mixon, Joe Mixon is visited with the Packers. Rhino, sure. are you excited about this potential signing of this domestic abuser? Um, running well, back, look, sorry, that's... running back. Is that his position? Domestic yeah. abuser or running back? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, certainly better known for one than the other. But let's look at his football numbers, okay? So he's 6'1", 225 pounds coming out of Oklahoma. Hmm. All right? At this point, probably because of the troubles he's got, um, he's projected to maybe be a second, third-round pick. Yeah. Okay? Obviously, that's not going on, Mike. That's, that's, there's several projections out there that saying that is what it is. Um, now, in 300 attempts in college, he went 2,027 yards with 17 touchdowns. Um, but... The problem is, unfortunately for this guy now, and it's all his own doing, so he's not just a football player. He's also a guy that broke a girl's jaw, uh, sorry, broke a girl's jaw and her cheekbone with a punch. Yeah. Okay, so do you know what? You cannot, unfortunately, go, yeah, but look at Joe Mixon, the football player. Unfortunately, Joe Mixon, the football player, is also... 
heavily entwined with Joe Mix and the man. Okay, and you cannot pull them two apart. You mentioned a couple of weeks back, Colt Lyella, uh, the tight end. That uh, Where did he come out of? It was uh, one of the Big Ten schools, I think. Um, he he came into the league as a tight end, um, undrafted free agent, given a little tryout with the Packers, um, actually cottoned onto the roster for a bit. We we, we tried him, we gave him a go, uh, and, he, and he left. And Colt Tyler, the, the, the player, was a good player, and he had all the tools generally, but obviously Colt Lyella, the man, was not to be trusted, and, and they didn't get the feel for him, and so on and so on. And now, as you, as you, I think you said, he's been in trouble countless times since. Mm. Okay, you cannot separate the football player from the man. Okay? And in this case, what's what really troubles me with this is the NFL essentially said, no, you can't come along to the combine. You can't come to the scouting combine, and that's your punishment because you broke a girl's jaw and cheekbone. Oh, wow. You know, I can't understand. I can't understand how that's a massive, um, a massive punishment for the guy because he's going to do his pro day at college anyway. Scouts will get to see him. Scouts have game tape. It's not like the old days where you had to go to these combines to actually see the guy perform. Mm. People have seen him all year and they go there just to see how they step up to that pressure, if you like. Um, and they see how they uh, perform a bunch of skills that loosely translate to the game of football. So not really a massive punishment in my mind, but that's what we did. Somebody will draft this guy. Now, what I was really disappointed with is that the Packers, if they're bringing him in for a tryout, are obviously one of the teams thinking of drafting him. And I just, for me, I'm shocked that the Packers would even look at this guy. Now, I get I get that in society, people make mistakes. You know, we've probably all made a ton of them. Um, and those mistakes can be of varying levels. And I get that essentially somebody does something and we have to move on and we have to try and rebuild and all the rest of it. But I don't feel like this has really been dealt with. I don't see why he has, why he still gets the ability to potentially become an NFL player. I don't see why he gets the opportunity to still do that when he acted in the way he did. Um, and I think that's what really gets for me. Plus as well, I think if the Packers take him, you're going to get backlash from fans. Not all of them, because some guys will just give a, give a damn whether he's scoring touchdowns or not. Um, but some fans, I think, like myself, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be that impressed. Um, sponsors would probably not be impressed. Hmm. I mean, how can, how can the league come out? I mean, you, you will have seen the adverts in between games where the, all the different big players in the league come out and actually speak up against domestic violence. I think even Obama was involved in those adverts, right? But then at the same time, we're going to let somebody enter the league when we've already kicked out the likes of Ray Rice, who hasn't had another chance. Uh, Greg Hardy. Um, Josh Brown, I think, was another one. But that's exactly... So these guys being yeah. punished, and now we're going to let a new guy come in for the exact same thing. I just don't get it. It's massive hypocrisy to me, Ryan, because you raise a good point, and that, that's what I was going to jump in and say, is the fact that uh, Ray Rice slapped his missus uppercutter and she hit her head against the bar of a lift and fell on the ground uh he turned around and told the nfl yeah i uppercut her i slapped her uh, or whatever and she uh, fell on the ground and i i don't know if he told him he dragged her body out of the lift and stepped over and went on his phone i don't know if he told him that but apparently he was up front and a judge turned around and told the nfl and the ravens at the time that you have to reinstate him because you didn't do anything 
before the video came out. Then the video comes out and everyone sees how bad it was. And then you go and suspend him when really he was up front with you all along. And, you know, he never got a job again in the NFL despite the fact that he was eligible to get one. And I always thought, do you know what? Fair play to the NFL and the teams at the end of the day. Not for the way to handle it because it was complete muck. But afterwards, I'm delighted that nobody crumbled and said, uh, let's hire him. And I thought that they were, you know, making a stance and there was, it was, there was principle behind it. But now I see they probably just thought the same as Adrian Peterson. Eh, he's getting a bit old and we probably wouldn't get a whole lot of time out of him. Because this guy's done the exact same. He slapped a girl. She fell and I think she hit her head off a bar or whatever she did and fell over. And as you said, he broke loads of bones in her jaw. Uh, before this event, what actually led up to it? I, I don't know if we even say allegedly at this point. I think this part was proven that him and his teammates were harassing her and her friend. And her friend was was gay or they thought they were gay and they were you know slagging them off because they were gay so this guy's you know dealing with homophobic behavior beats a woman and they catch that on video the exact same as ray rice with the you know beating women which there's no excuse for especially when you're especially anyway but like he's a pro athlete so jesus i mean this guy's gonna be built like a brick shithouse and then he hits this woman breaks half her face yeah. and like they're still so what does he get he gets a one year deferred sentence because his class is a misdemeanor which go figure and she's actually bringing a case um, against him so her name is uh, Emilia Molitor I believe so she's bringing a civil case against him not only that Ryan but I mean after all of this he had a what's you know a parking citation incident apparently so he, he got ticketed by a parking attendant and to intimidate the dude, he gets in his car and inches towards the officer. And this is after he gets out, takes the ticket off the windscreen, tears it in half or, or, or in little bits and throws it into the face of the officer. Like, the guy just seems like a scumbag, to be honest with you. He's, yeah, he's, he sounds like a grade one arsehole, quite mm. frankly. But this is why I don't want him on the team. We constantly talk about Packers people. He's not one of them. I mean, if anybody else is out there has seen that video, you'll be able to find it online. And it's, it's sickening. Um, and the noise is sickening and it's, you know, I've, if, if somebody, if that was a guy hitting another guy, it would be sickening enough. But when that's a guy hitting a woman and then you find out what's gone on before that and the attitude, um, this is just a guy we should every, I mean, every team really should stay a, a, a thousand miles away from this guy, but it's unfortunate. I think somebody will draft him. Somebody will give him a go because he's a good football player. But uh, I just really hope it's not the Packers, and I'd be really disappointed if it is. Yeah, they're saying like he's the top running back now, or classed as. Yeah, I suppose they're they're saying he skyrocketed up the draft board now, right? To say that he is the best running back, uh, that people are starting to get over that. The thing. problem is though, is is how long is it going to be until something comes up where he then ends up banded for for an amount of games, or he's thrown out the league, or he's arrested, or. Hmm. S- you know, whatever it might be, he's already shown us so many reasons not to trust him and that he's a, got bad character. And then there's people out there that want to go, oh, yeah, but come on, it's you've got to forgive. I don't know. Go watch the video and then tell me that you would support him and you'd go and buy his jersey. Watch the video and tell me that. Because I put a comment on Facebook. Um, somebody put, oh, uh, I think it was Eric Upton um, who does the 1265 report. He put out there, Joe Mixon is in with the Packers for a, for a meeting. Um, what do you guys think? Something like that. So I simply put on there, uh, absolutely no, like get the f*** away, I think I put. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest. I put that. One guy had a go at me for swearing. Great. Nice. 
he also backed Joe Mixon's uh, meeting with the Packers and said that was fine. <laughs> hold on, but he had a go at me. Hold on, had a go at me for swearing. This guy has a go at you for swearing, but doesn't have an issue with the guy who's a domestic abuser. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, no, but he, you know, he he said that um, was there the, was there the need for profanity? And I felt like saying going back and saying was there need to break a girl's jaw? Mm. I didn't. I left it. Somebody else then had a go at me. You can't judge this man by his actions for his whole life. And I, I, I get it, right? I do get it. At some point, you have to move on. I'm just saying you don't have to sign the guy for your football team, right? I got absolutely destroyed by a lot of Green Bay fans. A few people agreed um, and actually sort of liked my comment, if you like. But I, I couldn't believe how many people seemed to go, oh, yeah, but this is football. It's the same thing. You cannot split the two. Okay. Yeah, it's if, ridiculous. If, honestly, I want to see anybody put their hand up that goes, yeah, do you know what? I've seen that video. I saw what he did. I know what he's like as a character. I know his attitude. I'd support him. And I'd go out there and buy his jersey. And I'd be happy to see him in a green and gold jersey because I don't know what that says about that person that puts their hand up and admits that. Because for me, anybody out there that's got um, anybody they love, anybody out there that that's see what I don't get is anybody that's essentially uh, I don't know a, what do they call it a God fearing person hmm. right if if you're that way inclined anybody that has a partner they love anybody that I, I don't know just just finds that type of act disgusting there must be I would say that's ninety nine percent of Green Bay Packers fans. I can't see that anybody's going to be happy bringing that guy in. And, and I wasn't even happy we brought him in for a meeting. So I'm be pretty disgusted if we did bring him in. I don't think it'll happen. I think that no. But and as well as that, like, I, I've, if, I don't know any arseholes who'll be given arsehole a few million quid that to become less of an arsehole. Um, so I think they're going to have a problem there. Surprisingly, the Lions, the Browns, the Bengals, the Saints, all met him at his pro day. And then the Chargers, Packers, Bengals, Raiders, Saints and Broncos brought him in for visits which is a bit surprising but then people are saying yeah but he's 6.8 yards uh, you know a carry and you're like yeah i know what i'll tell you and it's weird as well that the, the lines are even going near this guy um they've finished 28 in rushing under jim caldwell so they do need a running back but general manager bob quinn uh he came out and said that they wanted to vet mix him and that they wouldn't take him off the board until he had a look at him which is really weird because the Lions themselves, they have this thing what they call the Zero Tolerance Award uh, from the Detroit Public Safety Commission. And they won that last year uh, because Martha Firestone Ford went and won that award, you know, against her stance against domestic violence. So imagine winning an award against domestic violence and then your organization goes out and drafts a woman abuser after that. I just, yeah, that's, it's it's, that should be enough to just make you go, this is ridiculous. Mm. I mean, it's it's not even a difficult argument, is it? No. You nailed it there in one sentence. Yeah. But teams are looking at him yeah. because, unfortunately, football is far better than I don't know morals, is it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you only have to look at the likes or of those. social decency. I don't, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. But look at those but movies apparently... that are based on real events and some of the players, the way they go on, no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? They have girls streaming and out. They've wives. They've ten kids with different women. You know, it's kind of the way the NFL is. You'd expect the business owners and multi-billion dollar owners to have a bit of sense, but it doesn't come to it. And the thing is as well, the beauty of it this year, right? Not only do you have a number of free agent running backs mm. um, that are out there, and I know we'll get onto those as well. Um, 
But you've got a really deep draft class at the running back position. You've got a number of great people. So do you know what I mean? There's not really a team out there that has to go and get Joe Mixon. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 the league and it's 32 teams could really, do you know what, make a point here. This will not be tolerated amongst our players. Yeah. And the sad part, yeah. Rhino, is is that someone will draft happen. him. There'll be a massive hoopla and then people will forget again it comes playing time. And then, as you said, yep. he scores a few touchdowns and you'll have seven-year-olds out wearing a woman abuser's jersey. But that's not that's not why we come on the podcast to talk today. Ryan, what we want to talk about today is Green Bay. And what we want to talk about today is this absolutely exhilarating long snapper situation. Cue the dramatic music. <laughs> <laughs> And I love this. And this has got to be one of the biggest off-season stories that oh, I is. can remember. Yep. Same. Okay. It's like Reggie so, White's we- come to Green Bay. I mean, I can't get over just how groundbreaking this is. Yeah. Or or, or in, in terms of size, it's like the first stock sale, you know? Oh, man. That's so, an insult to what this is. <laughs> so we brought in... <laughs> We brought in not one long snapper. Because no. why have one long snapper when you can have two? Mm. All right. We brought in two, but one of them is not Brett Good. No, it's weird, right? So I'm guessing Brett Good's done with the Packers because if we were bringing him back, we would have brought him back. I can't imagine he'd have demanded that much money, um, that much over the minimum salary. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're just saying, Do you know what, guys? We're just sort of moving on now. And they've brought in, <laughs> and this is brilliant because there really isn't a great deal on this unless you found out more but Derek Hart and Tabor Pepper like, I mean I love that name I Ta- love that Tabor Pepper is honestly like you know if, if some dude's out with some other woman and he gets home and he doesn't really have a story straight in his head he's kind of all muddled he sits down at the dinner table and she asks him who he was out with and he just looks around the table at items to go I was with um, you know Tabor Pepper you know I mean Tabor Tabor. Have you ever heard the word... Table pepper. <laughs> Tabor pepper. Have you ever heard that? I was with um, Clock Keys Salt. Uh, Clock Keys Salt was great. He's uh, ridiculous. Do you know anything about these dudes, Ryan? Any stats on these gentlemen? The only thing that I found out that was particularly interesting, okay? Uh, Derek Hart, long snapper from 2012-2015 uh, with James Madison University. Mm. 6'4", 245 pounds, okay? Right. Table pepper, Michigan State Spartans. 2012 to 2015. 6'4", 245 pounds. The same measurables? What? what? They've got a type. Did we just get get confused there? We've actually only signed one guy, but somebody thought it was a different guy, so he signed two lots of paperwork, and it turns out there's only one guy. That dude's on the take, Ryan. On the take. We've seen a guy getting double salaries here. Well, do you remember when we did the the history podcast and you had the story about Blood McNally? Yeah, yeah. And the reason his name was Bloodley, he took it from a film star, didn't he? Because he was still a college player, so therefore couldn't play professional ball. So what they used to do was just change their names and sign a contract under a different name and then still get the brown pay packet at the end of the week. Nobody asked any questions. What if you've got here Derek Hart's going, do you know what? Even if I sign on with a team as a long snapper, I'm only getting a small amount of money. If I sign on twice, I'm getting twice the amount of money. That's a smart guy. That's a I smart think, yeah, guy. So I, I think Derek Hart sat down. He did your thing. He sat at the dinner table. He hasn't been <laughs> playing up. He's actually trying to double his money. He looks around. Table pepper. Table pepper. Excellent. 
Oh, what a gent. But yeah, as you said, they, they added Pepper back in January, late January. So it looks like they were kind of preparing for this. Obviously, Tabor wasn't uh, pulling his weight, maybe. I didn't like what they saw. So they brought in to heat up the long snapper competition with a guy called Derek Hart. 43 games for James Madison over a four-year collegiate career. He was undrafted in 2015 and they picked him up, which doesn't look good for Brett Good. As we know, Brett Good was with the team uh, for nine years. He was went away in 2015 because they had that ACL injury. And Rick Lovato, if people remember, came in. But then Rick got cut. Good got brought back. There was a bit of a mishmash of what happened with the punters. And people thought, oh, well, look, at least Brett Good is back. And, you know, Mason Crosby has him. And they're going to have to deal with the new punter. And now it looks like just the special teams unit has been put into disarray. What What is a man to do? Oh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> Special team is real football, and that's yeah. real football. Now I've got a question for you. Oh, God, and I love doing this. Go on. It's kind of like an impossible question that I've given no warning to asking. No. But as you said, Brett Good was with the with the team nine years ago. Wins the Super Bowl in twenty ten. Yep. All right. He signed in 08 after playing for Jacksonville as an undrafted free agent. Mm. Right. Now, when he was signed in 08, who was the long snapper on the team who suffered a knee injury which ended his season, therefore paving the way for Brett Good to become a Green Bay Packer? Oh, um... <laughs> I don't expect you to know this, Hold and on. I didn't know it before I was looking it up. <laughs> oh, God, do you know what? Oh. Um, I, I keep thinking I have the name you know it's dumb I have the name JJ Watt stuck in my head and he won't leave it get get the hell out JJ Watt it's JJ something isn't it I'm not giving anything away all I know is there's a whole lot of J going on a triple J and... J JJ Jansen triple J JJ how the you must have that on your notes somewhere. Well, hey, yeah, that was. I don't know if you know why I know that. Yeah, I remember because we move around so little at that position. I think I probably, <laughs> I think we did it. I don't know. I looked into it. You bastard, anyway, for trying to blindside me. I know, I know, and it didn't even work. So now it's backfired twice because it's <laughs> now it's just bigged you up even more. And I was trying to be clever. What a gangster! What a gangster in the game! Yeah. Move on. I'm fed yeah. up for long snappers. Anyway, I mean, what? Come on. Yeah. Let's move on to clowns. I think we said this before, kids. If you're out there and you're not a great football, player, just learn how to do long snapping because apparently you can get a job out of it. Do you know what I mean? But you know what though? I heard a stat on Brett Goo that he he never had for all the time he was with the Packers. I think it was something like he never had a bad snap. That's pretty cool. I like it though. However, you know when we had the issue was it this season against the Cardinals when he came running out? Yeah. And they, they put him at outside linebacker. Yeah. The poor guy was like, I finally get a chance. I can play some real football. I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this sack. And then it's the lineman just literally tosses him to the floor. Oh he got And it was away. such such a shame because the Packers didn't even have eleven on the field. Yeah. So he comes running on late. A bit like <laughs> um who was the guy that came running on late? Was it was it Jay Rowan Elliott came running on late and then made a made a made a sack and he had a running start at it? Really, yeah? Okay, I don't was it remember. that? Was it Jay Brown Elliott? One of our players came running on the field late, um, and they came running on, got a running start. The offensive lineman didn't have a chance. He powers through, gets the sack. Yeah, mm. I'm sure. I think it was Jay Brown Elliott. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, guys, mug me off on Twitter. Yeah. Right. So, um, 
this is kind of the same thing. Brett Good suddenly comes running on, and I'm looking going with 61. Hang on, that's Brett Good. 61 comes running onto the field, lines up outside linebacker, ball snapped as he arrives in his position, powers through, looking good, just gets chucked to the floor. Like, yeah, just it was embarrassing, wasn't it? it was such a slap. That, that'd be like me. That'd be like if I went up against, you know. Who, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, Ryan, let's move from long snappers to clowns. <laughs> Clown of the week. Oh, I like the drop. It's kind of creepy though, because I was trying to look for clown music for that, and I just found some really creepy ass clown music, which is a good thing they didn't have to try find clown music for my kids, because otherwise I would be scarred for life. Could we go like full? Cl- I don't know. Was Clockwork Orange? Did that have clowns in it? I don't think so. It sounds like something. I don't so think I've ever watched it, to be honest. No. It looks kind of crap. Because isn't the new Stephen King's It coming out? And there's the trailer for it, but I can't bring myself to watch it because I won't sleep because I hate clowns. No. Does anybody actually like clowns? But anyway, we don't like clowns. You won't ever get. You won't ever get a horror film as good as uh, what? What was it called? Uh, Cassie? No. What is it? The the girl that's Carrie. Absolutely. Carrie, that's it, yeah. Was there she's pure. Ki- she's no, no, there wasn't in that. But I'm just saying, you won't get a horror film that's that good. Oh, do the you original know? one. Hey, do you know what though? You I want... mean, the girl is absolute cucumbers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> cucumbers. Explain that to an Irish man, will you? Just uh, mental. Right. She's nuts, isn't she? I mean, I'm saying it quietly because if she hears, like, oh, do you know what I mean? Oh, you know no. I mean? she is a big listener I, to the podcast, I am, right? I am done for. Oh, I'll tell you what, she came out from underneath your bed. No, the, the worst one for me was The Exorcism of Emily Rose because it's based on a true story. And after we watched it, my mate was like, oh, bro, let's look up because that's a real thing. Let's look up her uh, speaking in tongues or tongues on uh, on YouTube, man. Come on, let's listen. I was like, I'm not I'm not bringing that shit into my life. I'm not listening <laughs> to that. Um, but anyway, we're here to talk about clowns. Um, what we really want to talk you, about here is... Go on. Do you have anybody in mind, Stephen? Do you know what I do? Because it's after surfacing again, Ryan. There's certain things, right? Because... Here's now. This is this is off the top of the dome. What I'm thinking is is that we should do our own documentary. Now there's two documentaries, the Packers Life ones, but I think we should do like an audio documentary on how the group got started and what we do and what we do behind the scenes. But one of them, ooh, one of the pet peeves, because we have a few pet peeves. We absolutely love, 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 love uh, all the fans out there, but we do get people coming in with some nonsensical bull. And this is one oh, of them. Okay. This, this I think is, I know where you go. You know where I'm going with this, right? So news yeah. came out uh, during the week, like it always does, every single summer. So we get a few things that happens all the time. One of them is concept jerseys. And yeah, we tweet them out. Yeah, because, because now it's... <laughs> because we'll never change our jerseys. Green, I've been green forever. No, they haven't. They were also blue and yellow at the very like start. Like brave art. Yeah. They can take our lives, but they'll never take our green jerseys. You'll never take our green and gold jerseys. Good old Mel Gibson, big Packers fan. Um, yeah. Hi, Mel. All right, Mel. A uh, big shout out to you and your whatever girlfriend that you're abusing over voicemail uh, now. So it came out again. So every year we get the concept jerseys we tweeted out because it pisses some people off. And that's now enjoyable at this stage. We used to buy into it, but now we just do it for the crack. And uh, the second one is, is Packers coming to London. So every single year, we've someone who goes, hey, bros. And we're like, on yo, uh, yeah, I work for the NFL and I've have it on good authority that the Packers are coming to London this year. And we're like, mm, yeah, same as all the other people before you. Then we get people who literally, I think, 
you know, they stand at Wembley with that Illuminous jacket with their back to the game and they stare at the crowd and these guys contact us and say, oh, go have it on good or thoroughly that the park. Right, you don't know, no one knows. I've, we've asked Mark Murphy to his face. We were over there and we said, I asked him on the podcast, go back in iTunes and listen to it. Would you like to come to London? Yes, he would. Are you going to come? We don't know. But it came out again. So at the owner's meeting, CEO Mark Murphy was there. And they asked him again, would you like to come to London? And he said, of course we would. We would absolutely love to go over uh, our fan base travels. It's going to be a sellout game when we go over. That is true. And he picked out the Los Angeles Rams game in 2018. Now, the reason why he did it was, is he said that it's an away game for the Packers. And I'm going to stress that now. It's an away game for the Packers. The Rams are going to be in... uh, they're going to be in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. It's, it's their temporary stadium because their new stadium in Inglewood, California, which I associate with getting shot in rap songs, that's not going to be open and people aren't going to be getting shot in drive-bys till at least 2019. Fun times. So, Rhino, and I'll let you wax lyrical <laughs> after this. I'll, I'll say the offence and then I'll let you lose. Every single year, without fail, and it's usually someone in America, but we also get it from the UK fans, it's it's even says it in Mark Murphy's narrative. It's an away game because it's a temporary stadium. That that's the premise, right? And we say Packers potentially in London. Oh, this is fun times, and we get super excited because we spend you know umpteen amounts of money to go over. And every year, without fail, we get someone saying, "Lads, they'll never give up a home game." Oh, we know, Jesus. The thing is, as well, what's more annoying about that is we've never asked them to give up a home game. And whenever we've spoken about it, and when I say we, I mean the whole of the UK, Ireland, and every other European fan. Mm. There's not one that expects the Green Bay Packers to give up a home game. Because we know that you guys, the fans, own the team. Yeah, We know that it's sold out every home game. And we know that... It would just be absolute sacrilege to take away one of the home games Mm. and give it to London, okay? No city in the world deserves one of Green Bay's home games. Simple as that. No. Okay, we are with you on that. We are not asking for that. But if we have the chance for a road game and you're going to fly, I don't know, from Green Bay to San Fran or wherever, why not fly from Green Bay to London? Yeah, and but because that's the thing. Yeah, we were talking to Kirk Kozad and he was saying that he travels a long way to get to Green Bay. And on top of that, the thing is, is we've done our history podcast and we have to say, you know, 99% of the fan base in the UK, because let's put it this way, the 99% of the fan base in the UK are extremely knowledgeable. And the reason for that is, is that we have to read everything that we find. It's not by osmosis. We don't live in the town. We're not from America where there's an NFL network channel that we can just switch on easily and watch. So we find that we devour information and have to go on and find it. So similarly, like, I'm sure there's many United fans or West Ham fans and all this type of stuff in the States, maybe one West Ham fan, who has to read up everything he knows about the team over there. And he probably, Ryan, in fairness, would know... Now, again, this is a bold statement. He might know a player's stats, maybe, more than you would. You know, he'd know Andy Carroll's stats and whoever the hell else plays for West Ham because he probably has to read them and he reads them like a stat line and like an American sport. So similar to us now, we're not for an instance saying that we know more than people in Green Bay, but we certainly are very knowledgeable and we know the fact that the season tickets are split into different, you know, gold packages and all this type of stuff and that to get a season ticket, you have to wait 50 years. All of this stuff is known and embedded in every UK fan. We understand that. It's why we go over to Mecca, Lambo to watch a game and we fully understand and that's why 
they used to come in in, in greater volumes of people saying oh you're not going to get a home game but people have understood they watch the documentaries they listen to the podcast they know that we and our fan base know what we're talking about but again like don't be a clown please don't come in and tell us it that is, we're not going to give a home game it, it's and, and- and it's there. It's all over Facebook. People getting so irate at even the suggestion the Packers might go. Like people jump in and the first thing they say, oh, well, it shouldn't be a home game. That's, <laughs> oh, no. Ah, not a home game. Yeah. And you go, yeah, yeah, but he's just said, you know, it'd be the, it'd be the road game. That's what that's Mark Murphy said. That'd be the road game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we shouldn't be giving up our home games. Yeah, right. I'll take you back to what he said. Road game. Yeah, but the home game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the road game. Yeah, I know, but you know, we only get eight home games potentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Murphy said road game. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's as simple as that, really. I'll do your Just... nine. <laughs> do you know what we proper need? Dermy, proper dermy Swede, son. Proper dermy Swede. The thing is, Ryan, the only thing that makes me channel my anger when people say that is listening to Martellus Bennett's rap album. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear this thing? Right, right. I've not heard it. I hadn't even heard about it until about six seconds ago. <laughs> so I've obviously completely missed this, probably because I was busy, you know, uh, holding in five touchdowns, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Humble brag. I haven't, I haven't heard this at all. So is it available on uh, iTunes, just it's like our podcast? Like our podcast on iTunes nice. and SoundCloud. <laughs> nice plug. You're very professional. It's available on SoundCloud. And I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, this has to be a piss take. the album is? Yeah, it's the a, album's on SoundCloud. It's a five-track rap album. The first track, had, this will go to show you the quality of the album, all right? It's funny. I went on to take a look, you know. It was it was actually some of the funnest pre-prod work that we've ever done. Let's go and listen to Martellus Bennett's rap album. I went on, and it's called, I'm not a rapper, but some of my friends are, dot, 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 dot. So I just, I, I like love that. that. He's, I love you know, that. He's humble with it. He doesn't try to overstep his boundaries. I'm Mark, not a, yeah. Mark my rap true. album would be called "I'm Not an In Shape Physically Fit Guy," but some of my friends are, <laughs> including your brother, who's built like a brick shit house. It's a five-track release, and this will go to show you the um, the quality of this thing. The first track has seventeen and a half thousand listens. The next track to it has between three and five thousand. So obviously, people listen to the first one just to see, people, like, yeah, is this true? They don't even get past it. Yeah, and then they don't they don't go any further. It's only people in the media, I'd say, that have to listen to each word because you know the media, like, they like to go, yeah. well, and you know, two minutes into his song, one hundred percent, he says, you know, whatever. Oh. So does he have a track called Straight Out of Green Bay? No, uh, hold on. Let me let me go on real quick. Let me go on to the the thing here and uh, click on to his. I, I think I think we could or straight out of New England. I'm a tight end with attitude. I don't know. I'm not very good at rapping. Obviously, so here's the. Tracks. I'm just trying to fill some gaps while you Google or yeah. SoundCloud or what you call it. It's very professional. Hold on, hear more on SoundCloud. Let me let me click that <laughs> box here. I'm, I'm not very fast on this. What thing. I like though, should I tell you what I like about this and think it's a you know all jokes aside, there's a big positive thing here. People will say what they want about his ability to make a rapper. I've not heard it, and I really mm. didn't hadn't heard about it until you just mentioned it. But um, and I think we were talking maybe a week or two weeks ago. Um, even Johnny Manziel came up in the conversation. Johnny Jolly and some others. It's the off season. Hmm. Okay, and the off season is potentially a time where uh, what, what's that old saying about idle thumbs and make de- make for devil's work? Is it? I was like, oh, I don't know. Couldn't have really remember. Something like, that. Um, something like that. Yeah, I'm sure you get my gist. But um, you know, if this guy is spending time in a recording studio, and I also see him spending a hell of a lot of time in the gym. If you if you follow him on 
Instagram. Instagram. He's always in the gym, does some serious work in the gym. You know, a lot of the stuff I do as well. Um, but if he's in there and he's doing this rap album, he's using his time. He's he's doing say a productive thing in his time. He's not getting involved in I don't know the the OBJ boat trips or going out with uh, was it Delor- Delorean? But, but hold on, Ryan. Let me just defend OBJ. OBJ only does that during the playoffs, in fairness to him. You know what I mean? He doesn't do <laughs> yeah, it in the sure. off-season. He only does it at the most important yeah. time in his career. So basically, when he can go on a boat trip and that's all right, he doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, right. And when he should probably be concentrating a little more than being a show pony wide receiver, he goes on the boat trips. Yeah. Is that right? That's exactly right. I'm punching holes in Lambo. But like yeah. you said, Ryan, it is good because this, like, Martellus Bennett is a character. Like, honestly, like, if you haven't done it already, I don't know what you've been doing with your off season, but go on to YouTube and just type in his name and you're just going to get the most wacky interviews ever. So uh, I'll read out his tracks, right? Track one Dinosaurs and Dynamite. But wait here, the heavy hitters that he, these are some of his friends, I assume, are rappers, featuring Matchbox Tony. And David Allen Dope. <laughs> I just want mama name them, huh? Hello, this is my son, David Allen Dope. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Because a double barrel name in Ireland means you're posh, but uh, kind of doesn't work when your last name is Dope. I, um, yeah, okay. They're not, the, they're not traditional rap names. No. The second but, track, um, I Love Cali, featuring Keith Jacobs, which sounds like an old 64-year-old white guy. Who yeah, likes see, to... I just imagine, I just imagine anybody called Keith uh, is Keith Chegwin. That's all I can think. Yeah, Keith's a very old man's name. I can't imagine anybody under the age of there's probably four Keiths listening. I don't think you can call your baby Keith the same as I don't think you can call your baby Dave. You know what I mean? Like, who's or your baby? Kevin. This Dave. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just doesn't work. Or this is Keith. It just no. Keithy Keith. <laughs> Gary's another one, isn't it? Oh, Gary, Jesus. Do you know what? There's going to be so many people out there going, "I've just called my baby Gary." Yeah. This is little baby and Gary. I apologize. I yeah. apologize. Gary, if you have a baby called Gary, the minute you sign that birth cert, he will be 47 years old and eating a breakfast roll in a van. It's just what happens. It's just what and it's, it's, happens. Yeah. He's instantly going to be Gaz as well, isn't he? So oh, you can yeah. make it cool again, okay? That's our top tip for the yeah. day. You can make it cool again. Yeah. So I Love Cali is with the Honorable Doctorus Keith Jacobs. David Allen Dope is on there again. And Matchbox Tony is there again. Matchbox Tony features on track three, which is 100%. Whole Foods is again Matchbox Tony. And Shaq Fu featuring Lowdown, Franchise TF, and Shoud Money. Do, do you know what? It's a, it's a shame. I'm sure we're probably not allowed, but it's a shame we can't sample these on the airways mm. and enjoy it together. But uh, probably not allowed. No. We'll speak to Martellus. I'm sure Martellus, we know you're listening. Send us a text. Just let us know if we can play yeah, we've actually reached out to Martellus with an email, but uh, he was too busy recording his rap album, I guess, to get back to us. Maybe he will now. Maybe that, 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 that he's dropped the rap album. He's happy with himself right now. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that leads us on to... It's been interesting to hear Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson in the news again. And what I found really funny was is that the rap album dropped and then they were asking like loads of different questions about... And we'll get on to them now. Like, you know, what's the story with the running backs... I think people it piqued people's interest the fact that they meant Mixum and then they're looking at Ty and saying is he running back one and blah 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 but they asked Mike McCarthy about Martellus Bennett and it's brilliant this is his quote I was really impressed with his personality and you're like really Mike McCarthy and uh, 
and Martellus Bennett did they hit the rap studio together was he writing tracks is he a ghostwriter on his track Whole Foods was, or Shack Food I was going to say you know Double T's spending all his off time in the, in the recording studio ay ay <laughs> Mac. from the T to the T <laughs> Jesus everybody said, yeah. getting down with me but it's mad his answer is actually really interesting right? he was like quote frankly I might not look like it uh, I kind of classify myself as a creative person. I'm married to an artist. All my children are very creative. So I live in that type. That's a reflection of my household and my wife, Jessica, and I. So isn't it brilliant that... And he says that he likes Marty and his interests and the stuff that he does, that he's extremely creative. And that you know what? He's completely true. The guy's super talented on the field. Um, Last year with the Patriots, he caught 55 passes for 701 yards with a team-high seven touchdowns. And... This guy, like, he owns an animation animation studio, and they have that uh, E60. Ryan, did you watch that with the with the two brothers? I hated his brother because he was a Seahawks player. Um, yeah, I have to say though, I found a massive respect for the pair of them because actually, yeah. there there's a lot more to them than what people know, and I guess it's mm. a lesson to everyone not to judge people by what we think we know. Yeah, and that, I, do you know what? I was struck by that with the likes of Marshawn Lynch. Uh, after he actually started talking to the media after his retirement I really respect him on what he does for his community uh, he's a complete head case and but you have to watch mm. when he does that Bear Grylls thing but yeah I was, it was I nice think, yeah I think that's that's the problem though isn't it sometimes and without trying to get too deep into this the media sometimes when when players are doing good things mm. I guess media don't really they're not that interested because everybody probably watching that goes well yeah they should be good they're, they're multi-millionaires yeah um and kind of only do do the bad bits so it's good to see uh more of that if you like and those those sorts of programs are good for that yeah and as well as that when we reach out to players if, if anybody out there is a budding journalist and is looking at the sort of what we've established and the success that we've had and how we get famous people on what you have to clarify with a player's agent is is that you need to clarify the fact that yes you're looking for an interview but no you're not in the mainstream media um and not to get too donald trump with fake news let's not go down that grizzly road uh but what we will say is is that the russians did it right yeah so just email them in russian and they'll be sure to get back uh so if you contact an agent you need to stress with that agent that you're not looking for a buzz line because all of these players all of the time get bombarded with interview requests and what they want to do is just find out you know like ask martellus bennett so who's the best quarterback then tom brady or aaron Rodgers? and you're like oh, jesus christ give me a break um so you need to stress with them that that's not what we're looking for but martellus bennett i'm sure would give us a fantastic interview we're going to try get him on the podcast you know throughout the off season uh wish us luck with that ryan was there anything else yeah. from look, ted thompson I'm, I'm this is what I was going to say. This is this is not the only player that Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy wanted to talk about, is it? Because there were comments that could be uh, could have been interpreted as alluding to Drew Peterson, and maybe even more than that, because they actually sort of address the Peterson issue head on, don't they? Yeah. Um, for example, they say things like like sort of open-ended things, like uh, TT, for example, talking to Rob Domofsky, says we're a little short in a couple of areas. So from a personnel standpoint, we've got to get more bodies in. Mm. I mean, it's it's kind of that's an obvious thing to say. So you've got still the textbook textbook answers, which the Green Bay guys are very good at. Then they have quotes that are sort of more head-on with Adrian Peterson, where they sort of go on about. And I'm kind of paraphrasing. They respect him as a player. He's been a great player for a number of time. Um, all that, but. I still think with the the Peterson thing, and I'm, I'm not sure your opinion on this. I think he will be too expensive for us, and I think 
think it'll be more of an emotional signing if we make it. And I don't know what he's got left in the... Dare I say it, I don't know if he's got as much left in the tank as we think he has. Yeah. I mean, is age catching up with this guy and is he possibly oh. too old? Oh. You think God never farted? Oh, the old fart drop, baby. I can't believe... Ryan, I can't believe you said that. I cannot believe you... You walked into the bear I'm trap, the, buddy. Yeah, I know. And I kind of... I could feel myself going down there, but like some sort of black hole in space, I was being oh. sucked towards it. Um, I need a cigarette after that. The build-up, the, the climax, Ryan. <laughs> the climax. Look, at the end of the day, look. <laughs> yes, he's very good. Does he want a lot of money? Yes, he does. Does TT, the Green Bay Packers, make a habit of signing old players for lots of money? No. Nope. He's not going to come to the Green Bay Packers. I actually think that Adrian Peterson doesn't get picked up by a team until after the draft. I don't know what you feel. Yeah, I do. I feel the same. And like you, like you just pointed out, the Packers aren't going to be ones to pay for an old fart of an old running back. And as well as that, it's really... Do you know what? It's kind of contradictory in a way. And I don't know whether it's just the press looking into it and trying to make a, a bigger meal of it. So like you said, Ted Thompson comes out and they asked him about the running backs. And he was like... Like you said, yeah, we've got needs in a bunch of different areas. They asked him about Adrian Peterson. He said, quote, we don't talk about players that are not on our team. We never have. We never will. It doesn't serve a purpose. I don't think. Unquote. So he, you know, he doesn't want to go into it. And he does say then kind of in the same breath... But yeah, we do have needs on the roster. That's that's obvious. But then Mike McCarthy comes out and says that he thinks Ty Montgomery is a running back number one. He says that it's a heavy lifting position. And he said that that is going to be the number one statistic that comes down to it for Ty Montgomery. Is how healthy can he stay? Because we know he had that ankle injury. And I don't know, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like, people are looking... I don't know how you feel about it, right? And maybe we should ask Tom Coles. But, well, Tom Coles actually is... He's like his his father looking at him you know he can never see anything wrong with him Ty Montgomery to me they say he's a big wide receiver but I think he looked quite svelte is that just because he's beside Eddie Lacy and he looks skinnier or do you think that Ty could do a putting on some extra weights to deal with those uh, I don't know look the, the the days of the Jerome Bettis and uh, I'm yeah. trying to think of the Chiefs guy Lawrence Okoye is it yeah no not Lawrence Okoye it's uh, your man the it's the guy who was tweeted out on April Fool's Day. The, yeah, the apparently he's coming nightmare. to play. The Nigerian yeah. nightmare. You know, those sort of huge running backs, uh, they're kind of going away from the game now. Um, it was just a shame because there's nothing more than more satisfying than seeing a, a bowling ball type running back mm. going through. So you don't need to be huge anymore, okay? Um, obviously, you need to be sort of quite stocky. You need to be strong. Um, because it's a position that takes a, a fair whack. It's not a position I think I'd be too interested in playing myself. Um, so I kind of get that. But look, Ty Montgomery can do it. It's whether I guess that Green Bay go with, they see him as a true number one, where essentially he's in an every down back situation. Or whether the Green Bay Packers move towards what most of the other franchises are doing and trying to find the one-two punches. Mm. You know, having a third down back, sharing the carries, sharing the loads, seeing who's got the hot streak, you know, and using and seeing what happens. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't really know. A lot's going to depend on do they pick somebody up in the draft. I know we're sort of getting away from it all now, but you you got to wait till the draft's done. You've got to wait till any potential leftover free agents are, are picked up. 
I mean, Jamal Charles, is he still out there? I think he is there. I it's... think he's still out there. I think AP's out there. The reason they're still out there is because they thought they were going to get a payday. And unfortunately, two different reasons. Adrian Peterson getting old, coming off some injuries. Jamal Charles coming off some big injuries and then a season where he couldn't perform and then goes back onto IR. Hmm. So they probably overpriced themselves. Their agents probably didn't help them there. Um, well, apparently AP's but... looking for $8 million. Yeah, well, I suppose what you do there is you, is you try it on, don't you? And you see if there's a, a Jacksonville Jaguars or a, a Cleveland Browns ready to make their next mistake. Um, but, you know, and I, I, know I jest really, that's unfair, but there's, there's sometimes there's a team that does it, right? And they'll jump on that. But I think at some point they've got to start being more realistic. But we'll see. There's a lot to there's a lot to see about how it's going to shape up, and it's hard to tell at this point until probably after the draft how that's going to work. Yeah, like I mean, on mock drafts, people have us taking a running back fairly high. Now, as long as that doesn't make some, I reckon we take a running back fairly high, because it does look like the Packers are trying to address certain I'd, I'd issues. I love McCaffrey. Yeah, and McCaffrey, I'd, I'd love him. He's on a lot of people's draft boards, but again, Ryan, what another thing that Mike McCarthy addressed was the T.J. Lang situation, and you know the fact that he was, you know, he was let walk. Everyone was speculating, um, even Ryan Wood, I believe, was saying that he felt that Brian Balaga would be moved from right tackle to guard. And they saw that that as the kind of the, the best fit for that situation. But like he raised himself, Balaga has just had one of his best seasons. Um, he's one of the best ranking right tackles in the NFL at this point. And so to move him um, from tackle to guard... You know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you have someone doing a fantastic job where they are. Now, they do say that, you know, we have some replacements here. And uh, they said that McCarthy was sort of talking about Jason Spriggs a bit. Uh, he played guard at some point in his rookie campaign. But again, he didn't look like he fit. He looked like he was too big, didn't he? You know, and then people are saying, well, they've Don Barkley there. They've Kyle Murphy there. They've Lucas Patrick there. It still, Ryan, doesn't seem like we have an answer. Now, that's whether Mike McCarthy's coming out and doesn't want to give the game away because they're still working on stuff and they're still between guys. Are you worried, Jeff? Yeah. Why, the, the, the question I would ask is, why would they give us an answer now? Yeah. Okay. So going back to a conversation we had a few weeks back, and I know I've been doing that a lot tonight, but it's a slow news week, so deal mm. with it. But going back. <laughs> right. Going back, we were talking about how we're we going to draft. Do we stick with the best player available? And I said, I think we should. I think it's still the best way to draft, blah, 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 blah. If you're drafting and let's say there's a top lineman falls to you somewhere in that draft or there's somebody you think that's the best player on the board as a lineman, hmm. they might take them. There may be further cuts across the league. Okay, we see, um, for example, this year, yes, a draft bust, absolutely, but Dion Jordan cut by Miami. Hmm. Yeah, so there's still potential big names out there. And again, I know he's a bust. He's not necessarily a big name, but you get my drift. Yeah. People are still being cut from rosters. After the draft, there may be more people cut to make room for draft picks. That will then continue all the way down to the first day of the season where people are getting dropped. So there's all sorts that could happen. We've got a number of different options on the roster, and we've just signed a new guy as well, yeah? So why until we get into camp and we know what we got and all the rest of it, why do you need to come out with an answer? Hmm. You know, maybe last year they had a very clear-cut guy in Lane Taylor to replace Josh Sitton, so it was very easy to come out and go, "This is the guy." Yeah, you don't know it, but we we've seen it. We know this guy's going to be good. It's what we're going with. If they haven't got the answer yet, why come out and give us one? Because there's so much that can happen yet. 
Yeah, and it does look like what they're doing is is that they're really trying to churn up some competition. Like you alluded to there, Justin McRae has signed a contract with the Packers. That was this Wednesday uh, per Rob Domofsky. Number 64. What do you feel about that, just quick? Is it is it decided, yeah? He's definitely number 64. Number 64. I think he wore it at college at uh, UCF. He wore it uh, when he saw some limited action with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And we've given it to him. It's mad, isn't it? That It's such a historic jersey and he's never played a game in the NFL. He was with the Titans, but he was only a practice squad player. So it's pretty strange. He's a young guy um, and they're looking to sort of heat up the off-season and practice. Yeah, I mean, he is only 24 years old, right? So he's got chance to learn. I think potentially what we're looking at here is a camp body, another guy to add into the mix, somebody that could be a nice surprise. Uh, we're not hanging our hats on this guy guys this is another one on twitter and on facebook where i saw comments luckily this time not aimed at me but uh the comments again oh ted thompson don't know what he's doing oh he signed this guy he's, he's got no experience this is hardly the answer for replacing tj like, of course it's not the answer for replacing him mm. i mean come on it could be the answer no one's saying it is the answer no one's saying he's signed to be a direct replacement for tj lang but it would be one of the guys fighting for that position he could be one of the guys fighting for the backup position do you know what's yeah. hilarious though i, it's, I love the way it's so mad but the, is this guy was he a justin mccray expert uh ryan does he know his stats does Probably he know his mannerisms all he's gonna know is he went on, you know, he's played it. He probably just gone on Wikipedia, or whatever, or he's done what media's told him. Thing is, right when the likes of I don't know the Rob Demoskis, the the Will Days, the um, the Hodgovits, right when these guys report on it, do they go, oh, what's TT doing, bringing in this guy? Oh, he's only been on a practice squad. No, they say we've signed a guy, and they wait, and they don't make any judgment until there's a judgment to be made. He hasn't even taken a practice in a green and gold jersey yet. No one's saying he's the guy, yeah. but he could be the guy, and that's why he's been signed. He's just probably a camp body, a guy to compete. Don't lose. I've actually written down here on my notes, so I don't know if you. I'm actually going to show you this. I don't know if you can see this. To use Steve's phrase, shut your tits. It's actually. <laughs> I don't know if you can it's see a, that on my notes. It's a good. Yeah, I can see that. It's a good phrase. Uh, yeah. It's it's something I use profession in a professional setting in the office most days. Yeah. Hello, sir. I have got that done for you, but could you please respectfully shut one's tits? Um, yeah, and even uh, our old gift buddy, Matt Tisdale, who was our first fan of the week, has invented a T-shirt online, and he said he's hoping that that'll be the next UK Packer tea release. But before we go there, let's cut it over to fan of the week, and when we come back, we'll wrap her up. Let's just go. And we've done well, Rhino. Again, we're going to be well over the hour mark to say that we were... Uh, you, you could hear that noise in the background. We're sorry if there's any interference because at the moment we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. But we have a fantastic fan of the week, Fib. She's very entertaining. Yes, it's our first uh, lady fan of the week and we're really excited. Cue the uh, glow stick music. Meet the fan. <laughs> Well, hey! Oh god, I love that. I absolutely love that disco music. I'm so glad Ryan we moved from the Who. I know I mention it every single week, but every time I get it, the glow sticks come out, man. Yeah, I know, but there's still a couple of people on Twitter that uh, still want the Who back. Um, and I'd be honest, just 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 to disagree with you already. I, you know, I, that's why I want it back. <laughs> just devil's it's advocate just, action. Yeah, just just to to be the opposite, just to be awkward. 
Yeah, but we changed the right, and we got an email from uh, none other than Wu Chang, and uh, Wu Chang in broken English told me that I was pretty tone deaf when I was singing the Who, so that kind of that hurt my feelings, Wu Chang. You bastard. I think that's harsh. Yeah, that's yeah. harsh. Yeah, but, but anyway, um, yeah, he had a point. Yeah, kind of. But um, and I did record it in five minutes. That's my defense, even though it probably took me four hours. But anyway, um, Ryan, speak from going from one uh, starlet songstress to another. I think it's time we say, Ooh, Nana, what's your name? <laughs> That's terrible. It's brilliant because her name's Rhiannon. It's kind of similar. Oh, no. We have Rhiannon Durban on the line. Rhiannon, <laughs> where the hell is that name from? <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a good joke. Solid joke on the Rhiannon. Um, so it's it's Welsh. So my family are are from the valleys. Um, mm. so yeah, I know, I know, boo, yeah. But yeah, so that's where where my whole fans from. So you're telling so, me Rihanna, the popular artist, is from somewhere in Clinically. <laughs> I uh, I mean I could fact check that. I don't think she is. I no. believe she's from the is it. Bahamas or Barbados, one of the bees. Same thing. And there's actually, a national, there's actually, yeah, there's actually a national holiday there devoted to her. So I'm hoping one day there'll be a national holiday devoted <laughs> to me in Wales. I'm working on it. Yeah. The thing is, though, that's, and this is something I ask anybody that says they're from Wales. Can you say the name of that town? The really, you know, the one I mean. The really, <laughs> yeah, really the one with the train station. No, no, I actually can't, which is a real no. disappointment. I can't speak any Welsh as well. But All I, I know is on the end, doesn't it say something on the end like "go go"? That's about it. <laughs> I, don't I can know. never remember. I actually, I, I'm again. I'm not 100% sure. My cousins can all speak like Welsh and everything, so I'll, I'll ask them and I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, do you know what? They come up with the name of that, I'd say, by someone dropping a typewriter on the stairs, and when it got to the bottom, whatever came out was what they just put on the sign. They're like, "What do we call yeah, it?" Yeah. Know. Just kick the so typewriter down the stairs. It's like when you lean on your phone and you like have your text open and you just you just type yeah. blah, 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 and yeah. you almost always accidentally send it as well. It's always awkward. It's, it's called autocorrect, <laughs> Rhiannon. It always changes words into really inappropriate words, but still puts in the word ducking when it fully knows what I mean. <laughs> exactly, I get that a lot too. <laughs> so you're from you're from Wales, but where do you where are you residing at this I'm point? Inside. Well, I grew up in Buckinghamshire, and I've recently moved into South London, like Clapham, Ballam area. South um, London, bro. South London, yeah, exactly. So Ryan, I'm hoping that accent will develop. Ryan, can you translate nice. for me? Is South London a good thing or a bad thing? Because South Dublin's <laughs> a really good thing. Put it this way, South London sort of contains Millwall, so it's pretty much bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. That's a very yeah. fair point, actually. Oh, yeah, I stay away from, I'm, I'm a West Ham fan. I, yeah, I'm aware of that, actually. Uh, which I feel really sorry for you as well. I'm really sorry about that. That's a tough life, for sure. I think we have a story <laughs> yep. about that. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners, Rhino, how, or Rhiannon, how he is intertwined in some way? West well, oh. Rhiannon, Rhiannon might know this already, but her friend Jackson. Yeah. Who is one of my best friends. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, not only man. is he a Packers fan, but he is also a West Ham fan. And he's mm-hmm. coming over to the UK at some point i presume you know that because i'm guessing he's going to drop by and say hello yes yeah yeah at the middle to end of april he's he's in the uk is he oh, american okay. is he yeah he's american he's wisconsin born and bred he's a packers season ticket holder he's Jesus. full packers and answer me this is that is someone over in america supporting west ham the same as someone over in england supporting the bears <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i don't know why i think he told me it's something to do with the movie green street and he, when he studied over here, oh, no. someone I know, poor guy. <laughs> when he so when he studied over here, he, so one of his friends was a West Ham fan. He'd seen the movie, and so he'd kind of heard of the team. And he likes football. I think I, you might have to check with him because I might be telling the story okay. wrong. But he yeah, said I mean, that he obviously got taken to the game, and obviously he loves it, which is fair enough. And I'd rather him support West Ham than Arsenal or United or all the typical American. Yeah, you know, exactly. So you know, I, I don't like West Ham, but they are a proper team. I'll give him that. Yeah, no, I, I started supporting West Ham after becoming a massive Elijah Wood fan. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly the same, um, same thing. But yeah, yeah. We've, managed to, 
we've managed to team him up with a couple of guys that went to Lambo this year. Uh, Dave Franklin, who's an absolute avid season ticket holder at West Ham, and I think they're going to meet up and have a beer and go to the game together. So that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. I think I'm. I think I'm being. A, I think I have to go to the game as well, which will be interesting. I'm going to have to keep my mouth shut. I think the whole game. Um, being a Spurs fan, being a massive Spurs fan, I'm going to oh, have to be quiet. Whoa. Can we game. cut this interview? Cut yeah, interview. sorry, Rhiannon, we're going to have to let you go. Um, it was the great meeting you. Uh, no one will ever hear this audio on the podcast. But come here. Um, so, is Jackson your LinkedIn to Green Bay, uh, Rhiannon? How did you become a Packers fan? Yeah, so I actually, because um, I started watching NFL kind of 2010, 2011 season. The season, obviously, Green, as we all know, Green Bay actually won the Super Bowl that year. Hmm. Um, but I kind of started casually watching it. And um, for about two years, and then I went over to Wisconsin kind of August 2012 to study abroad as part of my uh, degree. So I went. I ended up going right. over to University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Well, not, not Madison, obviously, because that's where Badgers play. But, yeah, Eau Claire. And so I met Jackson over there while I was studying abroad. And obviously, once I kind of studied in, Green, um, in Wisconsin, I didn't really have a choice. You know, I was going to be a Green Bay fan. Mm. Um, everyone there, it's like life, everyone supports green bay everyone goes to class on game day in their green bay uh you know jerseys it's everywhere you can't i didn't have a choice it was always going to be green bay and obviously they were a great team and they'd been you know they've got a lot of history which i really liked once i started to get to know the team a bit better i kind of looked into the history and really liked that obviously again like i said being a spurs fan history is very important to me for any sports team so yeah it was spurs, you know, spurs don't it. have any decent history <laughs> right oh my god here we go again right. we're never no, 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 no. okay <laughs> Yeah, let's let's not get back on the first thing. Um, so, look, we've we've had people come over to the UK before. Obviously, you did it the other way around, and they came from the University of Green Bay. We've had the University, mm-hmm. obviously, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, we had Wisconsin Whitewater people come over. So, does Eau Claire do they have a football team, or are they, they hockey, or what they got? They do have a they have an American football team. It's not that good. I'm I might be wrong. I think it's Division Three. It's a D three yeah. team. Um, they're not that good. I mean. I know people that know people on the team, so I don't want to be too harsh about them. I'm sure they, they are good on their on their day, but they're not. You know, they're nothing like they're nowhere near Badgers <laughs> League or anything. I mean, when I when I went back to visit a couple about two years after I had been over in Wisconsin, I got was lucky enough to go to a Badgers game, and I can tell you, I went to a few Eau Claire, um, Eau Claire games, and it's 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 a whole other league. Like that's you know, as you guys know, you've been to Badgers, it's it's. It's insane, you know. It's like a professional game. This is awkward, yeah. isn't it? Because we have information that the entire ice hockey team in Eau Claire actually tune into the podcast each week. Oh, the ice hockey team, really? Yeah. Oh, the ice <laughs> hockey's a good team. Oh, oh they're the, the good ones. Oh, they're right. they're, 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 about the ice hockey team. Um, yeah, they're, they're good. They're really good. Um, I was talking about the American football team. Um, oh, I don't, they I, also I, listen. It's really weird how yeah, they Yeah, well, that's, that's awkward if they didn't. But I, 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 I don't... <laughs> I, again, I, I'm sure they're not terrible, terrible, but you know, they're nothing. They're nothing compared to the Badgers. You know, that's just another league. Okay. Okay. I think, but, yeah, I think Brianna needs to put that shovel down. She's digging herself a hole. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was but also, say. I want to, I want to shout out to the people, um, anyone that goes to Eau Claire. Such lovely people. And honestly, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that to backtrack. But I've met some really yeah, good friends are. from Eau Claire, and I'm still, still friends with loads of people, Jackson included. And they're really good people. As you guys will know, everyone from Wisconsin. It's just they're just such lovely people. And um, I feel like that's kind of something that you guys have actually been able to recreate with the UK Packers as well. It's kind of the UK and Irish Packers. It's kind of like that that lovely Wisconsin nice vibe to it that that made me kind of fall in love with the state of Wisconsin as well when I studied over there. So Awesome. So yeah. t- tell us about then the first time. Did you actually get the chance to go to Lambeau and tell us about a bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So as I said, I was lucky enough to go to the Badgers game in 2014 and I kind of um, 
actually, I should tell you something, and you're probably not going to like me very much. My first NFL game over in the States um, was actually a Vikings game. Um, oh. because I know, I know, I know. Well, let me tell you, because where we were, if you know the geography of, of Wisconsin, it's actually on the west-southwest um, part of Wisconsin, so it's actually only two hours from uh, Minneapolis, whereas Green Bay is all the way up northeast, so it's about seven or eight hours away. So it's a lot closer to Minneapolis. To yeah. Minneapolis, actually, and the international student organization was organizing an NFL trip for international students. And as you guys all know, you can't, it's so hard to get tickets for, for Green Bay games, like, it's, it's almost impossible, you know, like, especially for a big group, it's really tough. So, they obviously couldn't get tickets for the game for Green Bay, but obviously, being close to Minneapolis, they were able to get games for the Vikings games. And obviously, I was over there, I didn't know if I was ever going to go back and visit Wisconsin again. So, I was like, you know, the chance to go to an NFL game, and lots of my friends were going, I wasn't going to turn it down. So actually, my first game in the States, in NFL-wise, was Vikings. But in 2015, when I went back to visit, uh, luckily, Jackson, he hooked me up with some Packers game tickets. And we went over there, and it was such a good day. It was, I think it was against the Chargers. And I think in the end, Green Bay won 27-20. And I remember at the end, uh, the Chargers were kind of like almost like almost scored a touchdown right at the end. So it would have been really, really awkward. Hang but on. they managed to hold out. Hang, hang on a second. Yeah. Is this yeah, not the same were, game yeah. that we all went to and you were yep. telling me you were at that game? Yep, yep. And I actually, I think... I was sat I, in the stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we didn't know because I remember Jackson had said to me, he said, because we were sat, I think you guys were like the other side and he'd, he said to me, oh, I think the UK and Irish Packers are here. And I went, no, they're not. So we looked, obviously looked on your Twitter feed and you, <laughs> you guys were all there and we were like, oh God, like we could have, we like, Jackson was like, oh, we should have like found you guys or something. But at the time I didn't really know you guys. So I was kind of like a bit, a bit like, oh, maybe we should find them, maybe we should not. But yeah, so you guys were all at the same game. That's crazy. That's yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. which leads us on to it then, Rhiannon. How did you actually find out about the UK and Irish Packers? Um, so actually, it was through, I was through Twitter actually. So I, I kind of was like, follow, I decided to kind of follow Green Bay on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, and kind of searching Green Bay, and like your name came up, and I thought, oh, that's fantastic because obviously being in the UK, you know, it's more relevant to, to me and stuff. So I started following you guys, and then. Obviously, when we, were, when we were over at that game, we kind of realized that you guys did the trips and kind of, so I started looking, kind of looking to you guys more. And then, yeah, the last year or two, I started trying to be a bit more active on Twitter. So I've been like tweeting, you guys, especially last season, I tweeted you guys a lot. And just actually really enjoyed being able to like chat to people during the game. Because yeah. obviously over here, it's on so late and you're kind of in your room, often by yourself watching it. So it's quite nice to just like connect with all the Green Bay fans and kind of really like have a chat about what's going on in the game. And yeah, so I tweeted you guys all during last season. And then finally at the Super Bowl, kind of finally met up with you, saw you guys at the, at the, at the event, which was great. Yeah. That's cool. And we got an awesome photo. Yeah, I did. I kind of stalked you guys for about five minutes um, and was <laughs> like, going to ask you for the photo, but I was kind of like, shall I? This is a bit, I mean, my friend was like, you really want to, you really want to ask them for a picture? So I, I kind of like snuck up behind you and like fangirled you for like a good two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm just to backtrack a little bit now I'm just thinking of the college thing you know those situations where famous people get invited to a university and then they get honorary degrees yeah yeah I reckon we should try and work out now which Wisconsin university is going to invite me and Steve over for an honorary <laughs> degree <laughs> well it, let's, I mean... let's say let's say in journalism yes yeah. yeah. It's, that's kind of the closest I can put this towards. So, <laughs> I, I reckon, yeah. But I reckon now we should we should send out letters to all the universities and see if we can get Div One, Div Two, or Div Three. Yeah. <laughs> we can end up. 
And let's face it, we'll take whatever we can. Oh, we're probably in yeah, the div we'll, six we'll of podcasts. I'll take literally the first offer. There won't be. I won't negotiate. <laughs> comes you should. In. You should definitely try for for Claire. You might get. You actually have, like I said, D three. You might have a bit of a shot at getting uh, getting in there. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. She's yeah. ch- cheeky for a pop star, isn't she? It's unbelievable. She doesn't uh, do very. I tell you what. Do not ever get a job in sales. You've you've basically mugged off the university. You went. I know. Like I know. Crap. And now you've just called us D three. You know what I mean. But in my defence, most people that go to Oakland would say the same thing about the American football team. The ice hockey is the big team. Just, so I'm not. I'm just saying what everyone else says. That's all. So everyone, everyone says we're D three as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're all saying. I've, I've spoken to some people over there. They're saying they're all saying the same thing. D three all the way. That's a direct quote just... from the quarterback of the actual football team. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. D three all the way. It's fine. <laughs> But uh, and so so lastly then Rhiannon before we get your UK Packers membership number, what as especially as as a woman I mean it was a brave move to get on a train or get on a bus or, or get on a private helicopter depending on how you roll and come all the way up to London for the Packers meetup. Um, how was that for you? Like how, how was what was the decision making for you to actually make that trip? And then when you got there, were you happy that you made it? Yeah, so I was actually I was a little bit nervous. Like I went I went to the Super Bowl um, event with two of my friends and knew them were like massively into um, NFL. Like one of them I play flag football with. Um, so she's kind of started to get into the sport a bit more. Um, but yeah, I was kind of a bit nervous, but I kind of knew like that there'll be, there'll be Packers people there. Cause obviously we're so, we guys kind of do always do a really good job. And you kind of said that there was going to be Packers fans around. Obviously you do the, the kind of the game in the day as well, which I kind of wish, I'd gone to, which I ended up not going to, the flag football game against the Arrowheads. Um, but yes, yeah, so I turned up to the event in the evening and I, first thing I met you two when I came in the door and you were both so friendly. And then I kind of went down to like downstairs to watch the game and a couple of the um, guys, I, I think Phil, I think it was Phil, mm. was kind of beckoning me over and he was kind of saying, hey, come chat to us, come, because I was obviously wearing my Packers jersey. And I, I'm quite shy at first. I was kind of like, no, I'm just going to sit over here. And eventually he, he got me up and started chatting to me and asking like, you know, who, like why, what I was into, or like kind of what, like why, why was I a Packers fan? This kind of stuff, and actually got talking to him. And he was really, really nice, um, and talked to a couple of top the other bloke. guys as well. Yeah, top top guy, and talked to a couple of the other guys as well, which was really nice. And then kind of I skirted back over to to my friends and kind of watched the first half. But then when it got to about half time, I think everyone, all the Packers fans, kind of we ended up gathering like kind of near the bar area, and um and then standard. yeah from then on yeah standard yeah straight to the bar. Um and then from then on, I was just kind of chatted the whole rest of the game to all the kind of other Packer fans which was really nice and everyone was so friendly so yeah I didn't need to be nervous it was a really nice nice time and I yeah I had a good a good night even though the Patriots won I've got this (laughs) yeah I've got this kind of picture right now just uh Phil the big northern linebacker with his short jersey on if you remember from last week (laughs) uh stomach showing shots of brandy in one hand 17 (laughs) pints in the other and then just screaming at people come over here obviously in the northern X Is that about right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he seemed pretty together when I when I spoke to him. Um, but maybe he was putting on a brave face for me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he but... just does well to hide it. Hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no, it was a really, it was a really good. And like I said, everyone was so friendly and so nice, and it was a real, really good laugh. I really enjoyed myself actually. And I'm looking forward to any other future like Packer events that there'll be. So it'll be good. 
Yeah, there should be plenty coming up. And with the UK Packers membership number, what we're doing is we're collating people's locations. So, you know, uh, before little old Irishman like myself had to fly over on the hairy plane and go and land in London and get tubes and trains and planes and automobiles and all the rest of it to get into London. Whereas now what we're hopefully going to do is is try bring the meetups to people's locations. So before you go, Rhiannon, and it's been fantastic talking to you. Thanks for all your time. Can you tell the lovely people out there what your UK Packers membership number is? Of course, yeah, I am number 59, and uh, go Pack Go. Well, she was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. We'd love to have Rhiannon on all the time. Uh, Great talker. It's brilliant, isn't it, Ryan, that she says she's a shy person and then is able to wax lyrical um, and express herself really well. She's class. And then then we couldn't get a word in edgeways, which was great. Yeah, I could, I could just see the time, you know, notching up on the clock and I was thinking she's very, very entertaining, but we're going to have to try cut it here. Uh, great to listen to. But we mentioned before the Fan of the Week segment um, about T-shirts in jest, but we can say that our membership T-shirt was an absolute roaring success. We've over well over 700 signed up members now and a large portion of them jumped on the members tee. We tried to leave it open for as long as we can. Um, it involved very late nights very early mornings i believe i was responding to a guy's twitter uh post at about 6 a.m so i was juggling you know feeding babies and all this type of stuff to get back to this dude to tell him he'd said that he hadn't got a membership number and that he really wanted to buy a tea so we sent out another raft of uh, membership emails so myself and ryan like worked super hard on this to get everybody their membership number and tried to give everybody the most opportunity that they could to buy a tea and ryan our hard work has paid off because it seems like like just so many people have, have come in for this tea and unfortunately now it is out of stock. You can't get it again. And to be honest, we're not going to be running that particular t-shirt for the foreseeable future because the way this is set up, we have to order in bulk and that order is now with the manufacturer. So if you got there on time, uh, congrats. If you didn't, uh, probably just have to wait right now for about a month or two till we come out with a new design, hopefully. Make sure you get the next one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's been an unbelievable success, and uh, yeah, now I guess the hard work, the hard work starts, and uh, mm. yeah, there's going to be some uh, serious action behind the scenes, isn't there? <laughs> Where we're going to essentially turn turn Steve's half of the studio into a mailing room. <laughs> yeah, I'll become a little uh, mail boy. I'll have to wear a little yeah, cap. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna there might be some jobs going at uh, UK Packers HQ at some point, <laughs> or yeah, the Irish but, branch. Uh, it sure is going to be busy, um, but that's good. Yeah, that's a good I, thing. But there is that personal touch, right, Ron? I mean, when we do the T-shirts, we stand over the process yourself, myself and yourself are, you know, feeling fabrics yeah. and looking at print designs. I, mean, and... look, I remember in very, very early days, yeah, year one, we were trying mm-hmm. to get T-shirts going and we struggled, didn't we? We struggled yeah. to find somebody to do it. Um, and very, very back at the start, there was this company and said, you know, we can do it for you. Um, send us I think I, I think I paid them 35 quid for a sample mm. right for a sample t-shirt mm. and I said to him right can you at least send it in a 2XL so I can wear the thing yeah right they send it through in a small <laughs> and it just simply replied in the email all samples are done in small and I'm thinking brilliant so I paid 35 blitz. quid the t-shirt was absolute crap mm. um, cost me 35 quid we obviously didn't go with that company um, but we feel now over the years we've been able to really get a good feel for this uh, you know a lot of work's been done and, and I think we get now a, a really good quality product you saw what we did with the baseball tees I wore mine down the pub the other night um, 
they're a really great piece. I think these go up another notch again. Yeah, this um, is new level stuff, isn't it? Because the, the baseball tee, this tee has the same weight as the baseball tee, but doesn't have long-sleeved arms, so that extra weight is in the body of the tee. We looked at a light tee versus a, a heavier tee, because I, I think I've said it before, I do like a heavy tee, you know, I like it to sort of sit heavy on me. But I, like I, we tried all this stuff on, and the heavier tee seemed kind of waxy almost. It was because the the material was very dense, and that's what made it heavy. And so it just, you know, I wouldn't have been comfortable, especially on a summer day. So we picked the perfect fabric. It's a nice light summer t-shirt, and this stuff is fantastic. There's different types of print. We've digital print, Versacam print, screen printing on this t-shirt. There's three different types. They all have to be dropped on at different times, different processes. Sure, and, and you know, and that that's why we had to go out and and order this thing in bulk because, like what Ryan said, I mean, thirty five blips for a sample, you know what I mean, to to get that and the, the and the quality of that was completely atrocious, but this one is just I have air sample that's done all digitally at home mm-hmm. unfortunately um the only one that i could get that in at the time because it was kind of a you know we we're trying to get this thing on the road was a large so it's hanging off me um i look like it's, it's like a nitrest super sexy you'll grow um, into it yeah i'll grow into it right i just have to keep eating yeah. um but yeah it's great it's it's very exciting stuff but i think i think as well it's like if anybody wants to suggest you know if anyone mm. wants to suggest items i mean where do we go in the next one basically if you've got something to suggest send it in you know, if it's total rubbish, it'll go in the uh, it'll go in the filing cabinet. But yeah, you might find yourself on clown of the week. Get involved. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, quick update on nineteen nineteen. The stuff yeah. is on its way to here, so we should be able to get going with that very soon. Mm. Um, I'll get pictures up of the stuff as soon as I can on the nineteen nineteen page. The only thing is, guys, if you're listening and you're not a member, you can only be a part of nineteen nineteen if you're a member. It's one of the perks. Okay, so. If you thought to yourself, do you know what? I'm not going to bother sign up as as a member. I'm, not, you know, I don't want a t-shirt. One, why do you not want a t-shirt? But two, that's not what the membership thing was about. There's a number of different things that that's going to going to open up to you, and it's free. So it it really does take all of about ten to fifteen seconds to enter in your name. Uh, I think your name, where do you email come address, from, yeah. and your email address. So it's just like a, an episode of Blind Date. Yeah, That's can, all it is. Can I just jump in and say, when you're entering in your email address, can people enter in the correct email address? Because what was happening was the amount of bounce backs we get from people putting in their names wrong. You know, it's like they were nervous at an exam and put their names in wrong in their email or something. Like we got .con was one of them. And when you have hundreds of requests, <laughs> it's it's pretty hard because you know you. That just... wasn't a that wasn't a Nigerian bank manager, was it? Dot com, yeah. Just I I sent my bank details. I don't know why they asked for that, but I was like, okay, I'll reply. Um, dot com, that's brilliant. Dot scam, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really exciting right now. They're over the Atlantic somewhere, um, and there's going to be just an absolute unbelievable amount of cloud. Can you remind people what type of uh, quality merch that they can win with these raffles? I can. Thank you for putting me on the spot. It is um <laughs> you got me back. So we've got players, uh player names like Boyd Dowler, Donnie Anderson, Dave Robinson, Don Magikowski. I always say Magikowski because everyone calls him the magic man. So I presume yeah. it's Magikowski. Yeah? yeah. But I don't know the exact It's Makowski, okay. isn't it? Or something it's oh. yeah, it's some weird like that. I always call him Magikowski. I've probably got well. it wrong. I mean I get just about every name wrong, don't I, apart yeah. from D. Carteret, which is absolutely correct. <laughs> Russell enough. starts saying your name wrong. Right, right. I mean, um, we got Demarius Randall, uh, Jim Grabowski, Fuzzy Thurston, Eddie Lacey, James Jones, Ty Montgomery, Tom Coles. I can't believe he hasn't even tweeted us about that. I mean, yeah, we keep not. making a point. Yeah. He told us to get Ty Montgomery. We get Ty Montgomery. Where is the thanks, Tom Coles? Yeah. I know and- West Brom are doing well at the minute, but 
little bit of love over here, please. Ah, he's on the lash. Um, but it's a signed jersey by Ty Montgomery as well, right? So it's a big money Signed item. jersey, yeah. Yeah, there's some big ones. And like I said, what we want to try and do, me, myself and uh, Steve have decided, do you know what? Let's not be tight with it. If we get enough interest, there will be a first, second and third prize on these draws. Okay, yeah. so get involved, people. Hmm. Get involved. <laughs> now, you've heard it from Rhino, the bailiff, the enforcer. But that's us for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The podcast is once a week. Just head over to Facebook. Follow us there. Just search UK Packers. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram. Just search UK Packers. And, of course, at UK Packers on Twitter. I've been at NFL, And I've been with me old buddy, me old pal, Ryan Peacock. Till next week, guys. Shut your tits. <laughs> yeah, who are you?